What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast. I'm Dalton, here with co-host Adam, bringing you guys a Week 16 breakdown as well as a Week 17 NFL prediction show. So, got a lot of content all in one show for you guys. It was, it was a big week in Week 16 as the AFC and the NFC top two teams played each other with the Ravens coming out uh, victorious. Me and Adam were both wrong on that game. We both chose uh, the Niners to win. Hold up, timeout, timeout. I did not. Oh, oh, oh. I took the Ravens. So I, I definitely took, took the Ravens. Okay, so I thought you took the Ravens spread. Okay. No, I definitely took the Ravens. <clears throat> okay, cool. So Adam predicted I predicted it wrong. Uh, the Ravens, they didn't just cover the spread. They won by, you know, two touchdowns. So, obviously, five interceptions on, on the part of the Niners. Probably didn't see that coming. Uh, but just – just a game that you know the Ravens showed up, man, and and I I, I kind of said um on the you know on the prediction show last week that the Ravens probably felt like they had something to prove, man. They no one you know everyone was choosing the Niners to win as as the Niners were the best team in football. I personally still think they are the best team in football. I don't think that one week you know can determine you not being, but I mean you have to take the Ravens serious at this point. If, if people weren't taking them serious, I mean going in to San Francisco. You know, winning the night game and, and not just winning. I mean, they they won by two touchdowns and forced a ton of turnovers, Adam. So I guess just, you know, your your opinion on that game. I know there was, you know, multiple, multiple turnovers by the Niners. It's unorthodox by them, you know, it doesn't happen a lot. So Yeah, so I told you going into it that I was confident the Ravens are winning because I told you that this is what they always do, right? Like they went into Cleveland, um, what was it, week four and just beat the brakes off of just beat absolutely beat the brakes off Cleveland. Like they they beat the brakes off Detroit. It seems like whenever they have a big game against a good against a good opponent, they show up and they actually ball. So I was actually and uh, I think they did it to the ja- uh, was it Jaguars twenty three to seven. Yeah, yeah. So I was confident in them doing it because that's what they've done all season long. And I don't know about you, but it didn't change my opinion on the 49ers at, at all. No. Right? I still, I personally, I still believe the Niners are the best team in football. Brock Purdy just had some un, you know unfortunate things happen. One thing I am slightly worried about, though, is I'm worried that the Ravens might have showed the NFL a way to slow down Brock Purdy. Is you're not going to get to him, right? Like you're you're just not going to get to him with all the quick throws. Just put your hands up because how many passes that weren't picked off that were just popped straight into the air, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm I'm worried that a lot of teams are going to see that, especially when you run into like the vet like the veteran defensive lines, like for example the Eagles. If the Eagles run into the Niners come playoff time. Their, their guys aren't as fast as they used to be. So they're going to be, you know, just put your hands up. Put your hands up and, and just let things happen. So I am kind of worried about from that aspect. But I still believe the Niners are the best team in football. Lamar Jackson has played his way into the MVP conversation. A lot of people might say he's the favorite to win it. I personally still don't think it's McCaffrey. But Lamar has come a long way this season. Like, coming into the season, I trash Lamar a lot. And I, I still do. I, I don't. I, I still don't fully trust him. Right. I don't know how you feel, Dalton. I don't fully trust him. I don't trust him to make the big time NFL throws, but he has improved a ton as a thrower and he's not relying as much on his legs, which is nice to see. And if if you can trust him as a passer, as good as that defense is, the Ravens are probably coming out of the AFC. Yeah. I mean, I think that this is the year. I, so I said this um, a few, few podcasts back. Go, if you know, if you're new here, go listen to him. You'll find it in one of them when I said, if you are going to win a Super Bowl in the Mahomes era, this is the year you got to do it. And I meant that for guys like Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, who's now hurt, Josh Allen. Like, this is their down year, and if you're going to win, take advantage of it now. And and not only is do I think Lamar's taking advantage of it, but they're just playing the best football that 
they've played probably since his MVP season. And as a team, they might be better this year than, than that team was his MVP season. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's not doing, it's like, he's not doing a, a ton, but he's not doing a lot to lose either. I mean, he's only got, I think, 19 touchdowns on the year passing, but he doesn't, it's the way they're playing about it. They're getting the ball down the field on the ground and it helps that Gus Edwards is getting the ball down the field. It sucks Keaton Mitchell got hurt because I, I think he had a ton of potential to help uh, that offense, but they're not forcing things. And another thing too, Adam, I think that, you know, you didn't mention, I haven't mentioned this, they're doing this without Mark Andrews who's hurt. So that that's big. Now, I don't want to say that's a blessing in disguise, but sometimes a player gets hurt and, you know, I'm not saying he forced the ball to Mark Andrews, but it's easy to do because Mark Andrews is number one target where now it's just, Hey, whoever's open, let me share the ball. Some one game it's Zay Flowers, one game it's Isaiah Likely, one game it's Odell Beckham. So I think that's been big for the offense. And yeah, I mean, I, I agree. He's definitely played his way into the MVP race. And I mean, he's the, he's the, the betting God's favorite, I think, at minus 225. So he's probably going to win it. But I, I will say this. So, so Brock Purdy played his way out of it, I guess, after one game. And another guy that's right mm-hmm. there in the MVP race with him is Tua. If Tua beats Lamar this weekend and Tua outplays him, does that make Tua after one game? The betting favor. I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of up in the air right now because there's so many guys close in, and there's not a definite there's not a definite MVP at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really weird because honestly, every year coming into like week 14, you pretty much know, barring injury, who's going to win MVP. Yes, I can go all the way back to like 20 was it 2017 with the wins, 2018 with wins. Yeah. Like, like you can go all the way back, like up until week 13 to 14, like you know who's winning MVP. And this year, it's like it changes week over week over week. Like, Purdy was the betting favorite, like, week nine. Then, then, you know, he got hurt and missed, what was it, one game or something happened there with him. But then it became McCaffrey. Then it became – now it's Lamar. It was uh, it's, yeah. uh, Jalen Hurts was the favorite at one point. The NFL's all over the place, right? It's because – and this goes back to, like, what we said, like, week six, week seven. No team really feels like they're complete. Every year there's two or three absolute powerhouses. But this year you look at – the Eagles, for example, they've been bad. The Chiefs' offense can't move the ball. The Niners had that skid of three straight games of looking bad. You know, you have to question if Purdy can make the throws downfield. You know, the Ravens, the, like the wide receivers, they went through that rough stretch right there where they were dropping everything that came their way. Every team has a major weakness, which is going to make the playoffs come uh, the playoffs fun. Yeah, for you sure. Know, but but every team having their weakness is the reason we've seen so much fluctuation in the MVP race and the MVP conversation. We've seen uh, Purdy just throw four picks this past, what was it, Monday? He threw four picks on Monday. And we're pretty much wiping him out of the MVP conversation now. And I guess my question to you is, is that fair, Dalton? Like, do you think that's fair to Purdy after one bad game to be pretty much out of the MVP race? I mean, I, I would say no because he still leaves every statistical category. But that but that doesn't mean that Lamar hasn't played himself into it. You know what I mean? So he was – I think Lamar was second or third in MVP race and then – Brock, you know, had a bad game. The, the the thing about it is the reason I don't think one game plays you in or out is if the Ravens still win that game, but it's like 31 to 28 and Brock has three touchdowns, one pick, and they lose on the last second field goal by Justin Tucker. I mean, Brock Purdy's probably still a favorite. The interceptions kind of, you know, hurt. But, I mean, he still is, I think, I mean, I think he's got 29 touchdowns and 10, nine or 10 interceptions on the years. I mean, it's still super, super efficient season. Uh, so three to one touchdown ratio. You know, he's got 10 more touchdowns than Lamar, two more picks. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think one game plays you out. But I think that the reason it did this year, man, is, is for what you just said, is it's just been so close. And every week it's somebody different that it, it's kind of hard. And, and I will say this, though, man. I, I think that the I think that there's no nobody wants Brock Purdy to win MVP. So, it's easy to pull Myself him. Myself included. 
So I see. I don't. I think he's earned it. I think. I think he's earned it. Um, if he was a first round pick, I don't think anyone would care at this point. So you know, I'm going to. So I, I agreed with you last week. I, I'm pretty sure you made the same statement last week, and I disagreed with you. And I'll tell you why I'm disagreeing with you now. Go back and rewatch. Right, like the last like four minutes of the game. They're you know like they're getting their tail kicked. A lot of times that's when you say, "Hey, go make a play. Go make something happen." There wasn't one ball thrown downfield. It, so instead of saying Purdy, like make something happen, make a throw, you're saying McCaffrey make something happen, Debo make something happen. So and I, I think when you do, I think seeing that, like go back and pay attention to it, right? When you see that, you're realizing like they have no faith in this man. At, at least that's what it tells me. If his own coaching staff don't have faith in Purdy to make that throw, that tells me he's not elite. And like I said last week, you can't give MVP to somebody who's not elite. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I mean. So it, it's all fair, but I mean, I just think I think, like I said, all, all season is man. Like you, no, he's the only player in the league that gets criticized for having good people around him. No, nobody else that's been in the MVP race has got criticized for having people around him. I mean, the quick offense that you know the Chiefs run. No, you know, nobody complained about Patrick Mahomes last year. You know, throwing the six, seven yard routes that that's the offense that they play. So I mean, I mean, for for years, you know, Brady won, and and he was the check down king in the NFL. So. I don't know. It's just hard, man, because I can't not look at his numbers and 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 say what he's done is you know it's been good. Um, at this rate, man, if I'm Brock Purdy, I just go try to win the Super Bowl and I just try to prove everybody wrong. That's that's what he, I think, going forward for him to like you said, kind of get the respect or for people to think he's a lead or whatever. Because I'm not one that thinks he's a lead either. I mean, I don't think he's in the top five in, in quarterbacks in the NFL. But I think for him going forward, if however many years he has there, if he wants to be in the race, go, go win the Super Bowl this year. And and have a have a big performance. I mean, that's that's kind of. What... I don't even think him winning the Super Bowl means anything unless he has like a Nick Foles type performance in the Super Bowl. Like he has because if he comes out and just starts for two hundred yards and a touchdown or two, everybody's gonna say the defense carried him, so he still won't get his respect. The only way he's gonna get his respect is by having monstrous games and not just a bunch of checkdowns. No, for sure. I mean, I, I think he just that's the thing. He just got to go out and he really just needs to play his game, man, because. And like I said, I mean, he's thrown for 280 a game this year. He's leading the league in quarterback rating, QBR, completion percentage. So, I mean, he's doing he's he's doing everything a quarterback's supposed to do. So, I mean, I, I think that – I don't know. Like I said, I don't think one game wins or wins it for you or loses it for you. But this year it's just been so close that, that it's hard, man. And, and Lamar's probably going to win it now. And, you know, like I said, he's got, I think, what, 19 touchdown passes on the year. I mean, I, can you say that his, he's really been elite as a quarterback this year? Passing the ball, no. But – that's what the MVP is this year. Mahomes hasn't played good. Jalen Hurts hasn't played good. I, I think me and you discussed that, you know, Josh Allen's probably should be in the race somewhere because he's accounted for 83% of his team's touchdowns, which is insane. I think he scored 41 or 42 touchdowns this year combined throwing and running. But I mean, they're not, you know, they're, they're the sixth seed and they may not make the playoffs. So he's probably not going to win it. I mean, I, I think at this point, uh, what I'll say is it's probably Lamar Jackson's award to lose. And I think you probably agree. Uh, with it as I mean as of right now believe it or not I don't I, I'm still on the same train I was last week I think it's McCaffrey because like look at McCaffrey's stats what he does receiving the ball what he does rushing the ball what he means to that team like I'm over here trashing Purdy the reason Purdy's stats are so good in my opinion is because he does have somebody elite like Christian McCaffrey who can take you know a three-yard dump off and make it 40 yards so do you do you think Christian McCaffrey is going to win it though like do you do you think so that that's what I'm saying not what I what I mean when I say is you agree that he's the favorite. Is like it's it, or his, it's his award to lose. Like if the Ravens win the next two games, he's going to be the MVP based on the odds right now, based on 
how the media kind of I mean minus two twenty five right now. That's what I what I what I'm saying. I don't know that I think Lamar's the MVP, but I think if they win the next two games, there's no way that he's gonna just go from a minus two hundred favorite to to losing no award. So the thing is with these odds, I think people just look at it like we have to give it to a quarterback. Yeah. I think if especially if the Ravens manage to lose one of these games right here, like one of these upcoming games, I think McCaffrey's a lock, right? I think if the Ravens win their next two games, I then I really think it's a toss up as long as McCaffrey stays healthy because McCaffrey's had a hell of a season. On, yeah, for sure. You know, like like I said, not just rushing the ball but also receiving. So. I don't realistically know how you look at how bad the quarterback play has been this year. I don't know how you look at it and see how good McCaffrey's been and don't give it to McCaffrey. Yeah, so, I mean, McCaffrey's had and, – and that's what sucks with the MVP. I think I think I said it last week is a quarterback wins the MVP every year and then the offensive player of the year is any skill player, man. And that's kind of what sucks because this is a season where a running back could win the MVP award. And and very right – you know, I mean, very much so has he earned it, he has earned it. Like I said, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think that they're going to give it to him because it's a quarterback award, but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess that's what we got to watch these next two weeks for and, and kind of just see what happens because, I mean, I, I personally think at this point Lamar's probably going to win, but who knows? Maybe he goes and, ha- and has a Brock Purdy game this week, and then it's then it's wide open, man. So so I don't know. Uh, but a, a guy that, you know, we were kind of early on in the season, you know, we wanted him to lose, and he, and he had a, a few good weeks beat Kansas City Chiefs, and, and we're on a run. It's, it's Russell Wilson, and he's now benched. Um, and, and, and I guess the talk is that they're going to release him, man. So I guess kind of what's your thoughts on that? Um, Sean Payton's a piece of shit. That's my thought on it, if you want it just kind of quick and easy. So are we going to blame Sean Payton? Like, is that who we want to blame for this, or is it the GM? I feel like there's some GM definitely blame going to come into there. I feel I, so so just okay just as we just as we just said the, the MVP is a quarterback award who is it easy to blame when a team does bad it's the quarterback who do you blame it's the quarterback it's always the quarterback's fault no matter what and that's why quarterback I know this is this is kind of off topic real quick the quarterback is the most important position in all of sports it's in, in all of sports and this is why right here because it's the MVP in football when something goes wrong it's their fault so I don't know I mean I, I think the GM does get some some hate but I don't know, man. Just the way Sean Payton's handled it, man. Like the stuff you see him yelling at him on the sidelines, and I don't know. I just feel like he never. I feel like Sean Payton never wanted Russell Wilson to be the quarterback. I feel like I'm disagreeing with you a lot, which doesn't tend to happen a lot, honestly. But I, I feel like I'm disagreeing with you a lot. I don't think that Sean Payton never wanted Russ. I think when they got, you know, like they started off rough, right? Like beginning of the year, like they were bad. Like at one point, you refused to take them in the prediction show. Yeah, because yeah. they were that bad, right? So I don't think that he never wanted them. I think when things started off rough, he was like, this is where I can kind of save my ass. And how do you save your save your ass? Look, I'm your coach. I never actually had a quarterback of my choice. I think that was kind of like the excuse. He started turning things around. Because remember, when he was coming in, he was talking about how bad Nathaniel Hackett was. Mm-hmm. He was blaming him for how bad that team was. He firmly believed he could do something with this. And what's crazy is Russell Wilson hasn't played bad this year. Like, no, has he been spectacular? Hell no, he ain't been spectacular. But 26 touchdowns to eight picks over 3,000 yards, like, like he hasn't played horrible. He hasn't played bad enough to warrant being benched, being cut. I think – but I feel like this is the GM's decision because they see him as money he's owed, and he is not worth any of that. Or he's not worth he's not worth half of that. They asked him to take a pay cut back in October, and they told him if he, if he didn't take a pay cut that he was going to be benched. They told him that, like, October 29th. I don't know why we're just now finding out about it. You know, to me, that one kind of earns a little bit of respect on my end from Russell Wilson. Absolutely. I, 
That's the, I'm not a big fan of Russell Wilson, but he continued to play. He never once mentioned this to the media. Nobody had any idea that any of this would happen until this past week when they announced that Jared Stanton was going to be their quarterback. So as much as I've hated on Russell Wilson, I can appreciate the guy for that because, in, dude, I ain't going to lie to you. If that, if that shit happened to me, I'd be in the media next day like, bro, trash this mf -er. Bro, you know, if, it was like, me, if it was me, I would have went out the next game and threw seven picks on purpose. Yeah, I, I'd be out there trying to throw it. Like, yeah, that's what I'd be doing. And they owe him. So the this so the, I'm glad you – so we disagreed, but we agreed because Russell Wilson is owed $114 million, and I'm so happy that he's about to get paid because that's what they that's what they get for treating a person like that. Because if they came about him the right way and said, listen, man, we, we got to get better on the offense. We need better on defense. Can we reconstruct this contract that we can move some money to bring in people? Kelsey does it every year. Mahomes has done it to bring in people. You know what I mean? Like, if they went about it the right way, I think Russ would have done it because the way he's handled it shows it's like high-level professional. But the way they did it when they said, hey, if you don't, you know, if you don't go in and reconstruct your medical uh, injury contract, blah, 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 that, you know, we're dropping, you know, we'll just release you or we'll bench you. Well, okay, cool. Bench me and pay me $115 million, idiots. Like, I don't know. I feel like this is the Denver Broncos and what we've seen the last few years, man. But I'll tell you one thing I do like is we have trashed them all season. We we haven't been big fans of Russ. We've absolutely shitted all over Sean Payton. He's one of my he's probably my least favorite coach in the entire NFL. I thought he was overrated. He he had the luxury of coaching Drew Brees. I thought he was incredibly overrated. He comes in and makes comments like he did about Hackett just to see this team struggle and how bad they are offensively, to me, it it couldn't happen to a better guy. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, I like I love to see him fail, and I think he should be like – I think he should get the Gruden treatment. Like, I know Gruden got fired for a whole different reason. But right. when, that, when that Raiders team, when they had Gruden, whenever they were bad, dude, people turned on him quick. They did, yeah. You know, and I, I don't understand why Sean Payton's not getting the same treatment. Well, and this is – I mean, I mean – and refresh me if I I'm if I forget somebody, but this is the first time I can think of somebody getting benched, not because of how they were playing. Yeah, yeah, I I don't remember another time in like at all. No, like, like it's not because of how he's playing. It's not because of off the field issues. It's uh, literally it's not because of social media. It's I, it's 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 beyond me. He's getting benched for a decision that the organization made two years ago. You know, like they decided to trade away three first round picks for this guy. They traded, the, like, they decided to trade away Drew Locke and Noah Fant, right? They decided to do that stuff. Not Russell. Russ didn't choose Denver. Yeah. I but mean, now, I mean, one thing I do enjoy about this conversation is now, come offseason time, we're going to have time to speculate on where he's going to end up going because we've been over here speculating where rookies are going. Where's Justin Fields going? Where's Kirk Cousins going? Now we can also throw Russell Wilson in this conversation. So, so, At least so, it leads so, to fun conversations. So, so, real quick, before we move on to the next topic, is give me, all right, I'm giving you five seconds and, and say a team. Where's Russell Wilson playing next season? Honestly, I've said this team was perfect for, uh, I said this team was perfect for Justin Fields. To me, it has to be Atlanta. And the reason it has to be Atlanta is I I don't know how you feel, but I think Russell Wilson's better than Justin Fields. Yeah, right? yeah, sure. Okay. And if they do keep Arthur Smith, right? If they do keep Ar Arthur Smith, that like that means they trust him and it's gonna be his final year going out. So if you're a head coach and it gets your final year, are you trusting Justin Fields or are you trusting Russell Wilson? 
Yeah, you're going for Russell Wilson. For you sure. know exactly. So I, I think it's I think the Falcons are the easiest answer. I mean, you you might be able to see something like if Belichick don't get fired, you might see like the Patriots come in this somewhere. I think I think one I think one option, and this is barring the guy doesn't come back from injury, it would be Minnesota. If Kirk Cousins doesn't come back, I think you could see him go to Minnesota with all the all the skill players around. I I can see them paying him a little bit of money and saying, "Hey, come do what Kirk Cousins did. Just throw the ball." 40 times, and, I mean, Russell Wilson could go there and get – anyone can get Justin Jefferson the ball. I mean, we've literally seen it happen. So, I mean, Nick Mullins is throwing for 300 yards. So, you know, we're, we're seeing it happen. Uh, and but, another thing that's going to be on the lookout for Russell Wilson is how many teams think that their team is good, but they're just missing that one piece. Like, for example, the Raiders this year, they had a chance to get rid of Josh Jacobs and Devontae, but they thought that their team was good enough, so they went and got Jimmy G. The Raiders aren't going to have a bad enough pick to draft a Caleb Williams or Drake May without having to sell the entire farm. So a team like the Raiders could actually be like be a surprising team to hop in this conversation because they can say, look, we have Devontae, we have Josh Jacobs, we drafted Michael Mayer last year, we have Renfro. Like we have an offense that's ready to go. We just need a quarterback. You might see a team like that who I mean you'll probably agree Russell Wilson doesn't turn that team at all. Right. You might see teams get a little hungry because they're too far, like they like they're not close enough to reach up and, and trade up for Caleb Williams or Drake May. So yeah. they might they might have to make a move. And Russell Wilson's probably the best veteran quarterback on the on the market uh this offseason. Yeah, I mean I could see or or somebody like Pittsburgh who needs a quarterback bad and needs somebody that could come in. I mean, so Mike Tomlin is the ultimate game manager, and then you bring in Russell Wilson to manage those games. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's definitely options out there and he will be a starting quarterback next year somewhere. I mean, I don't, I don't know where it's not going to be in the AFC West, which is where I'm going next. And, and that's Kansas city and, and the Raiders want to kind of talk about both of them. So the Raiders, Antonio Pierce, there's been talk, you know, obviously interim coach, is he going to be the coach next year? Has he done enough? Do you think he should be the coach? It has, has there even been time to really determine if he's done enough because he kind of got thrown in the role Anyone was better than Josh McDaniel, just being honest with you. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't I don't know if we can kind of give an honest opinion if he, if he has earned the right to be the coach because I don't know if there has been time enough to – I think this is where I'm at. I think he's earned the right to get an interview for sure. Who was it? And, and remind me, it was the Raiders. It was a couple years ago when they, when they hired Josh McDaniels. The guy took over as the interim coach from Gruden and they went to the playoffs. Who was it? Do you remember who took over? I can't remember. I don't. I don't. And he remember. didn't get an interview. And Derek Carr and them were, like, pissed. They're like – this guy gave us a reason to play, and you didn't even give him a chance. So I, I don't think that'll happen again. But but there are going to be some coaches on the market, man, looking for jobs that may have more experience, may may have a better background. I don't know. I think it's a tough. I think it's a tough situation. Yeah. So I think he has earned the chance to be a head coach. I just don't think it should be with the Raiders. Yeah. And the reason being, when when you look at this division, right? Who do you have in this division? You have Kansas City and Los Angeles. Okay, two teams that have explosive or the Chargers have a very explosive offense. The Chiefs, there's no way after seeing this season, there's no way they don't go get a T Higgins or Michael Pittman. There's absolutely no way. So you you know they're going to vamp up on offense as well. So this is an offensive division, right? To at least at least make it far going into the future, right? So I think I think that they need to go get an offensive coach. I think he deserves a chance. You know, if like I know it's not going to happen this year, but like an AFC North team opens up. Right. Maybe like Tennessee opens up. Maybe uh the Patriots. Maybe the Jets if Solid gets fired. Somewhere like in a division where you don't have to score a lot more where it's more defensive minded. I think that's where Antonio appears to go because he's a more defensive minded coach. But I think the Raiders need 
they need a spark. And I you're not gonna get that spark from Antonio Pierce, especially in that division. You need you need a coach who's gonna preach offense and who can light up the scoreboard. That's what they need realistically to at least be able to compete in that division and not have this coaching carousel going on for the next eight years. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I agree with you. I think he's earned the right to get the interview there, but he's probably going to be better off somewhere else. And he may need a little more experience. I mean, it's kind of, you know, I will say this. He's done more than what Jeff Saturday did in Indianapolis, for sure. You know, and and Jeff Saturday didn't get hired as a coach for all the right reasons. So, I mean, I do think, you know, Antonio Pierce has definitely done more, but I don't know. I don't don't want him to get, get the head coaching job there. And then that'll also be the reason he never gets a job anywhere else because it turns bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that very much could happen. So to, to move on to Kansas City, I don't want to – so it's it's kind of not hard to talk about Kansas City because everyone knows their problem. It's it's the wide receiver room. We've talked about that all season. But I don't really want to harp too much about that because everyone knows – like I said, they know what the problem is. But I kind of want to ask you, not, not if you think they're still going to win the AFC in the playoffs because they can't be the ones going into. But can, no, I don't want to ask you, are they going to be AFC champions? But I do want to ask you, like, what – is your honest opinion, or, or what percentage would you give them to be the, the team coming out of the AFC to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, if you not not what the media thinks, like what does Adam think? Kansas City has a chance to win the AFC. So, I know this is probably a very unpopular opinion. They're still my second best team in the AFC. Okay, and the reason being is this defense is elite probably top five, top six defense in football. And we know come playoff time, you've got to be able to play defense. And we know they can. My thing is I trust Patrick Mahomes too much. Yeah, for sure. Like, I seen a question the other day, and it was like, which one's more likely, the Chiefs going one and out or like one and done or going to the Super Bowl? I think there's a better chance of them going to the Super Bowl than losing the first game Yeah, because Patrick Mahomes. Like, like I know his weapons suck, but let's not forget he does have Travis Kelsey. For sure. Right. It might just be the fool in me telling me, like, look, it's not going to happen. Like, we've been talking about this Chiefs turnaround coming. We've been talking about for six, seven, eight weeks. Right, it has, it's not happening. But yeah. it's like it's, it's kind of like the old saying with Brady, right? You never bet against Brady, ever. You just didn't because he showed you oh, time and time and time again that he was going to get there. And Mahomes has shown, has given us no reason to not believe he can at least make it to the conference championship game. Yeah, I mean, that's they've, they've been there every season. Yeah, so yeah. – so I, I know they're not getting the first round, Bob. With that being said, there's no way that they don't make the conference championship just based off history. Like, like I know how bad they've played. But honestly, which team in the AFC do you see beating the Chiefs that you can sit here and confidently say outside of the Ravens? Miami. Are you confident in Miami? Because okay. I'm not. Right? Buffalo. Nope. I'm not confident in Buffalo when, when they go on the road. What about Cleveland? I mean, right? they, Cleveland's they're, played they're, good, but do we really trust Joe Flacco against right, Patrick right. Mahomes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. What about Jacksonville, Indianapolis, or Houston, whoever wins that division? You know, like there's nobody that we trust outside of the Ravens to beat the Chiefs. Right. So I think the Chiefs can at least make the conference championship. So I think, I mean, and that's you, – you made a good point, and, and you said it might be the full and you just trusting Mahomes, and I think that's my problem is that I just know that – the Mahomes magic is real, but I don't know how real it, it's going to be with with guys that are probably not much better than than us at receiver because they just – I mean, hell, I can go out there and drop the ball for a million dollars. I mean, that's all it takes. <laughs> but but the thing about it is, man, and the reason I, – I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you've seen or not 
Uh, there, so another thing, and, and they've been all about the Chiefs this year because they've had a down year, and Mahomes has been pissed. And I don't know if you've seen it or not, but he was it was in I think it was right before halftime. And Matt Nagy's awful. I think he's gone too. If you want my, I don't think he's the offensive coordinator next year. I think he'll Dude, be gone. he. So real quick, while we're talking about Nagy, after the job he did in Chicago, bro should have never been hired. Never. That was that was. Again. That was Andy Reid doing a friend a favor, and that was the worst thing that ever happened. But I don't know if you see it or not, but Mahomes said, he said, call the effing play. You could see it out of his mouth. And I guess it was because they kept running these stupid check down, like, and it just wasn't working. And then, you know, he gets posted on SportsCenter, and it was like it was like something about, like, Patrick Mahomes arguing with the staff, and it's just like, no, man, like, the dude knows what he can do. If he's telling you, like, to do this, man, like, I think he's earned the right to, and, and I, I go to, like, Manning and Brady and Rodgers. Peyton Manning was allowed to just call the plays he wanted to call because he knew what could win them games. I think that's kind of where Kansas City's at, man. Like, if Mahomes is, is sees something going on, just just let him run it, man. And I, I think that's what's happening there is that, you know, they're trying to be conservative because they don't trust Pauly Scantling or Sky Moore or Kadarius Tony. But, I mean, you can't also not throw the ball down the field. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think I think that what what they've got to do, man, they've got to get Pacheco going. I think that would be huge if they can get him 70, 80, 90 yards a game. I think that would help a lot. But I don't know. I'm with you. I'm probably a full two, man. But I think it's going to be Ravens and Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. And then, you know, I mean. It's probably it, going to be ugly in that game. Yeah. I mean, and exactly. I mean, then, it, then it's – it's. Do you do you does Lamar beat Patrick Mahomes? You know what I mean? If that's it's it's shitty, man. Because really, if this was any other team, we would be like, damn, dude, they suck. Yeah, like we're only holding on to faith. Like, like if it wasn't for home for Mahomes, you replace Mahomes with Joe Burrow. We're still sitting here saying, dude, like this team don't stand a chance. But since they have Patrick Mahomes, that's the only reason we're giving them a, a chance. And maybe we're overrating Mahomes a little bit, but I'm just going based off what we've seen the last five, six, seven years. Yeah, I mean, he's had to. I mean, I, I, we're not, you know, we're not going to get on. We've we've done did it, but I mean, he's how many? What's he? He's been a starter in the league. What I think five, six years now, and he's had. Yeah, to, I think I think he's was it twenty seven or twenty eighteen. Yeah, I think this is year six, and it's been the best six years you've ever seen of a first six years. I mean, so yeah, it's what it's what it is, man. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I'm I'm going to stick with what I said. If you want to win a Super Bowl during this era, you win now because I agree with you. They will not. This will not be the wide receiver for next year. And and I'm going to go a bold prediction here. So I, we haven't mentioned this yet, but we're going to do some mock drafts coming up for all the listeners who are interested in that. And this is kind of where I'm going. Kansas City is going to trade Chris Jones and their first-round pick for a top-ten pick and draft Brock Bowers, the, the tight end out of Georgia. I could see him going and doing that because Kelsey's getting old, and what has Mahomes been able to do? Get the, You know what I mean? A tight end the ball. I can see them making a big splash and, and just going and getting a target that's 6'7", that he can get the ball to. Like a you freak said, of they, nature athlete, too. Yeah, yeah, because they have to, man. So – I don't know. We'll you know we'll be watching this week, and and that kind of you know leads us into this week's predictions, man. And and before we get you know before I give you know the the Saturday game, I just kind of want to get your opinion on the Browns Jets game. I want to say this, man, is I, I think I'm going to make a not a bold prediction here because now he's plus one hundred five, but I think Joe Flacco's comeback player of the year, four and one, got us in the playoffs. And when I say us, if you're new here, I'm a Browns fan, so got us in the playoffs. He's played well, three hundred yards a game, man. He's got the most touchdowns in the league since coming uh you know since coming back so in the last five weeks he's done more touchdowns than any quarterback so Flacco's played well and I'm gonna tell you this and I, I'm, I'm curious if you agree with me I think the reason Flacco's done so well is what's he got to lose you gonna cut him and send him back home like he bro just, was out driving his kids around four weeks ago like bro he's just playing football and I think that when we've seen that happen I think I think that's been good man so I don't know I, I think that I'm, I'm we we clinched our playoff spot if the playoffs started today, we would play. We would play Jacksonville, 
Cleveland beats Jacksonville today. I think. I, so. I agree. I agree. And then listen, hey, and then listen. I know. I know our producers, a Ravens fan. It, it, it's Cleveland Browns versus Baltimore Ravens. It's a divisional game, and we know Lamar Jackson in, in the playoffs. You know. You know what I mean. So just gotta throw, gotta throw my shade to my guy Andrew. But 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 really, we might we might have a divisional a divisional game in the second round of the playoffs. Man, it's realistically, you know, looking like it, it could happen. Man, so I don't know. I mean. I guess that's my opinion from a Browns fan standpoint. Kind of want to get your opinion, uh, you know, on the Browns right now. Yeah. So personally, real quick, talking about Flacco being like the favorite to win comeback player of the year. Thank God, right? Like yeah. we were talking what two months or not even two months, but you know, a few weeks back, we were talking about Demar. It was still Demar Hamlin's award to lose, and Hamlin. Listen, I'm happy he's healthy, but dude yeah. sucks. Well, yeah, I mean, he don't even play. I mean, it's just like, like listen, if, if he didn't have that incident last year, and I know I'm probably being a little controversial, if he didn't have the incident, but like the incident last year, he would have been cut this past spring. Yeah, I get what you're saying for sure. D- dude is terrible. It's just like you had to keep him because of the story. He he sucks. Um, he's he's doing was it like he's so he's on special teams. Like that's all he does. And people like we going into the season said if he just played one snap, he's come back player of the year. And when you see him get on the field and he does nothing productive, he is terrible. Dude, like, I, I, I just can't stress how bad DeMar Hamlin is at football. Now that I got that out of the way. It's glad to see that we're actually going to get a, a get a play a serious player in contention to do this, like to, to win the uh, – to, like, win the award. Somebody's and, earned it, yeah. Yeah, and Joe Flacco has earned it. He's come in. He's given this – this Browns offense looks better now than it did with their quarterback who's making $250 million. Yep, yep. Right? Like, he's turned his entire offense around. He's given them life. And when you look at this offense, they've they've lost Nick Chubb. They just lost Elijah Moore last game. Right? Real quick, that was nasty. That did was see, nasty. Yeah, you seen like you seen his body is shaking yeah, on the ground. Yeah, man. Right? They've lost three offensive linemen, including Jedrick Wills. Like this team has lost a ton of bodies. They, defense. Yeah. But, but say, I, but say I, I'm not really up to date on how long they're out, but like Grant Delpit's out. Yeah. Like, dude, there's so many injuries on this. Like, dude, there's like 15 names that started the season for the Browns. They're but, on the IL. Listen to this 27% of our salary cap is on the hour. Yeah. And the fact that, and the, the fact that the, that Flacco has given this offense some life. And now we're literally sitting here saying, they're they're going to beat the Jaguars, yeah. right? Like we think that they could actually win playoff games with Flacco at quarterback. I think that says a lot. So Flacco to me is comeback uh, player of the year. And as of right now, I know you didn't bring it up. As of right now, Stefanski's coach of the year and Miles Garrett's defensive player of the year. So they're about to get a it's about to be a, a clean a sweep, man. So yeah, I agree with you. Stefanski's definitely coach of the year, and I do think Miles Garrett's defensive player of the year, dude. If it's crazy, I don't know how much you watch the Browns games or or if you know if they're one whatever check it, but. Dude, Miles Garrett gets held on every single play. It is literally disgusting, dude. And I understand that that's the only way you can stop him, but why the hell is it not called? Like, it's not fair that the guy's just so good that you can hold him and get away with it because it would be a hold every time. I mean, it. Well, it's probably one of them things like, well, if we call it here, we have to call it here. Well, yeah, as we have to call it here. Yeah. So then every player literally blowing a flag. <laughs> right. And it just sucks because I'm sitting here watching and, you know, you got these, you know, dumbass commentators, whatever you want to call them. Kirk Herbstreet, one of them on Thursday Night Football. Miles Garrett hasn't had a sack in five weeks yet because he's held every play. Like, tell the, tell the listeners why he hasn't got a sack. Not because he's not playing good, but it's because he's double and triple team, man. And that, that speaks to how good he is, man. Miles Garrett's a beast. So. I don't know. I, I I'm just happy, man. That you know, 11, 11 and five. 
you know, I'd like to go out on a win next week, 12 and five, dude, it, it's definitely good, good to be a Browns fan right now, man. And, and hope my heart don't get broke week one of the playoffs because it probably will, because it's probably just what's going to happen. You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy as a Browns fan. So talk about a, a team that's not happy. And when are they happy? Besides preseason, when they say they're going to win the Super Bowl every year, it's the Dallas Cowboys. And they play the Detroit Lions this week. Dallas is favored at home. I mean, it's a big game, man. I mean, you know, Philadelphia looking like they're going to win out. But, you know, if they would lose one, Dallas would win out, they'd win the division. So it's definitely a game they want to win. The Lions, man, the Lions only need a little bit of help, and they could be the one seed. So I feel like this is a very meaningful game, week 17 into the season. And I don't – it's hard, man, because I want to take the Lions. But I'm going to say Dallas is just so good at home. They've lost two games in a row. Definitely could have beat Miami. Uh, I'm going to go Dallas here at home. I mean, it's, they're, they're just so good at home, man. Yeah, so this is like so we've had a couple of things. The Lions, remember the last time they went into one of the best teams' um, home stadiums? It was against the Ravens. They got blown they out. They lost 35 to 6, yeah. right? The Lions are a very inconsistent team. Granted, so is, so is the Dallas Cowboys. But one thing that we know about the Cowboys, they are elites at home. Yep. Like if every game was played in Dallas, Dallas would probably go seventeen and nine. Yep. Right. Like they're that good at home. They still lose the Super like Bowl. if roles were reversed, if we were in Detroit, I'd be taking Detroit by a ton. But right now, I'm taking Dallas by a ton. Right now, I think they're like what five and a half point favorites. Go yeah. ahead and just spam that because they're they're going to beat Detroit by multiple scores. Yeah, I, I agree, man. If, if if this was in Detroit, I would also agree with you that I think I would take Detroit. But it's hard. It's hard to to not take Dallas at home. So. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw out a couple games. So usually, you know, we go one one to to eight, which we still will. But I'm gonna go ahead and get a couple games out the way. One one of those games is New England at Buffalo. I don't think I'm taking the Patriots. I know I'm not. I don't think you're taking the Patriots. If you are, I'm going to tell you delusional. Buffalo wins this game easily. I think you probably agree. But who knows? Maybe they get upset. Yeah, really. The only thing to really discuss on this one is if you're taking the betting odds. Buffalo is 14 point favorites. Do you really trust? Buffalo to win by 14. I don't know about you, but I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of easy, easy pick there. So another game that I feel like we both agree on pretty easily, Arizona at Philadelphia. Give me the Eagles. Uh, Kyler Murray, I don't think he's playing. Even if he was playing, I don't even know why I mentioned that because it don't matter. The Eagles are still going to win the game pretty easily. So, so this, uh, yeah, the Eagles win this game, but it's not going to be easily – because I don't know if you watched the Giants game this past Monday. Yeah, I did. The Eagles yeah. have a lot of holes. Like, oh, my God. Like, as an Eagles fan, we won, and I was frustrated yeah, watching was that crazy. game. The Eagles are 12-point favorites. Take the Cardinals with the with, with the spread. And it's crazy because we just kind of – which we ain't talked about Kansas City yet, but me and you both thought, Here, here's their games to get it together. And neither – I mean, the, the Eagles won, but like you said, it didn't look like they were getting it together, man. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah I, I agree with you. So Like, they won, and you could tell there was frustration on the sideline. For sure, absolutely. Another game I'm not, you know, too worried about. I know nobody's probably worried about Atlanta at Chicago. I'm going to ride with Justin Fields again, man. Why not? Give me give me the Bears to win. Dude, so I feel like I've done this all season, but I you I have to take the Falcons here. They're only one game back from, from the, you know, having, like, the division lead. Every game is so meaningful to them. The, the Bears are pretty much eliminated. Justin Fields does have something to play for, trying to prove he's starting quarterback in the league. But the Falcons are just right there to being in the playoffs. And I, I don't understand how they can just lose this game. Like, I know they're in Chicago, but Atlanta, this is a must win. It's a must win, so I'm taking Atlanta. It definitely is a must win. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. So, a game that, you know, we just talked about Antonio Pierce. So, we got the Las Vegas Raiders, the Colts. The Colts are trying to play into the playoffs. Gardner Minshew never thought that the Colts would be in this situation. 
So, so um, we're going to get to Jacksonville, but Trevor Lawrence is out. CJ Stroud's coming back. Is he fully healthy? The Colts could win this game and take the division lead. I mean, it, it, this is this is the AFC South has three teams fighting for it. Give me the Colts here at home against the Raiders. Yeah, we don't really have to go too much in depth with this. The Colts have looked really good. Michael Pittman's been a man among boys. Like to your point, the Colts need to win this. They have a chance uh, of actually like not really clinching their playoff spot, but taking over the lead uh, going into the last week in that division. But the Jaguars have the Panthers, the Texans have the Titans. Both of them teams still win their games. Right. You know, so you have to win. So you have to win because if, if them two teams win this week, you're pretty much eliminated. Yeah, so I, I agree with you on that. So we just talked about the Falcons, and there's a game that's really going to impact that division. It's the Saints at the Bucks. And let me just tell you something, man. I think that Baker Mayfield I, – I know there's not, but in the NBA there's a most improved player, and I wish there was one in the NFL – because Baker Mayfield deserves to win the award, dude. He's played so well this year after being rode off. I mean, he's got them in the lead in the division. His numbers this year are better than what Tom Brady's numbers were. And I know Tom Brady was old, but no one thought any, that you would ever say that. You know what I mean? Like, Baker has showed up to play, man. He's played so well this year. And just, I am I love it. I wish he was a starting quarterback in Cleveland. Man, I said that this year when we did our breakdown. I mean, you remember how many times I said, why is Baker not there? I'm riding with Baker again, man. Give me give me a Tampa Bay Buccaneers Baker Mayfield jersey at this point. Give me the Bucks. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks too, but I'm like it's not because of Baker. Granted, I, I guess technically it kind of is because of Baker. But I but give me the Buccaneers because of Mike Evans. Mike Evans has probably been a top five, top six receiver this season. He's a definition of consistency. A thousand yards every season he's been in the league. This was season 10. He was drafted in 2014. Like, he's just been super consistent, and I'm sorry. I know Marshall Lattimore is a good corner. They don't have anybody on this team that can guard Mike Evans. Yeah. So, give me, so give me the bucks. Expect the monster game by Mike Evans this game. Yeah, and just, just real quick for, for anyone out there who's thinking, oh, he's taking up for Baker. Baker's got 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions with almost 100 quarterback rating. Like, that's he, – he's played at an above – level this year i mean he's played he's played really good man so like i said it's just good to see I've, I've been i've always supported baker so a game that i feel bad for the commanders the 49ers are about to obliterate the commanders and if you got cmc in your in your fantasy championship just be happy because cmc is about to have a 40 point fantasy week probably 150 rushing yards Five catches for 70 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, this is about to just be an ass whooping. Look, this is the game where McCaffrey solidifies himself as the MVP because his, he's going to stat pad this game. I think so, yeah. He's going to stat pad. They're 13 and a half point favorites, the Niners are. Go ahead and slam that spread. Like, that's easy. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel I don't feel bad for the commanders. Ron Rivera, see you later, buddy. And so, dude, the 49ers just got embarrassed. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's absolutely a, embarrassed it's by the Ravens. Like, dude, it's. They're going to come out dressed in black like they did the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100%. So, we got the Carolina Panthers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. No Christian Kirk, no Trevor Lawrence. C.J. Beathard is the starting quarterback. Adam, call me crazy if you want, but give me the Carolina Panthers to go on the road and upset the Jaguars and help the Indianapolis Colts take over the division league. I'm going the Panthers on the road. <laughs> so, you know what's funny? I wanted to make that pick, but now I've I, – I, Make it. Just make it. Just dude, make I it. I can't make that pick. I can't make that pick because I was going to say the Panthers have something to play for. Do you know what that is? It's to, Not, keep, it, yeah. it's to keep the Bears from getting number one pick in the draft. So yeah. they have something to play for. But the thing is the Jaguars also have something to play for. They're they're right there. They Look, they smell blood, right? The, we were just about the Colts have to win this week. 
CJ Stroud and what's he going to look like coming back from from, uh, from his concussion? There's a lot going on, and the Jaguars, if they again, just like the Colts, if they lose this week, they probably don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, so I I I really think, and I'm not like I know it's an upset here, but I just really think. I mean, do they look bad last week against Tampa Bay, and now you have no Trevor Lawrence? I think I think Beth is just terrible. Um, I don't oh, know. Yeah, he's ass. Don't get me wrong, he's but, ass. But the Panthers suck, so it's just. This is about to be bet the under. There's my there's there. I'm gonna tell you bet the under. Hell, you might even bet under 13 and a half, and you might win when it's nine to you know nine to three, six to three. Hell, we might we might have the first ever NFL tie zero to zero. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's just it, this is a so if you have an Urban Dictionary, open it up and it says shit show. It's gonna say Panthers Jaguars Week 17. 2023. I'm just gonna have. But listen, listen, real quick. This game's not gonna be as low scoring as you think it'll be. Because there's going to be a pick six. Going to be a pick six, maybe like four. Yeah. <laughs> and then you might not. So if you if you parlay it, bet the under on one and then bet the over on one, but make sure you take multiple defensive touchdowns. If you look it up, it's a shit show. So anyhow, um, a game that's not going to be a shit show is the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. Now, this is a game that's got a lot of implications because the Ravens want the one seed. The Dolphins want the one seed. If the Dolphins win this week, you know, they kind of, you know, give Baltimore a loss. Miami's looking at the one seed. So this is a tough game to pick, man. I feel like the Ravens are coming off, you know, a big win, or a very big win, beat the best team in football. Miami, you know, they just beat the Cowboys, finally beat a team over 500. Of course, they beat the team that's the worst team in the NFL on the road. Not to take nothing away from but it just is what it is. I'm not a Tua fan, but I definitely ain't no damn Raven fan. Give me the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually going to take the Dolphins with you this uh, this week, and the reason being, like, this is no like. I, listen, I'm not shitting on the Ravens at all. The thing is, the Ravens just went in with something to prove Monday night, and it, I think this is going to be a letdown game. Like, like they came in with everything they had, and like it's it's just time for a letdown. Yeah, I, I think the Ravens are the better team. If this was a playoff game, I would be right there with like like to me, it would be Baltimore winning this game yeah, in the playoffs. For sure. But the fact that they just went into San Francisco, did what they did, that it just feels like it's it's well, just like storms brewing. So give, back, give me the yeah, I'll take the Ravens. And if we if we go back last week, if we go back last oh, week, my fault. I will take the Dolphins. Right. If it's playoffs, oh. if you if you if it's playoffs, you take the Ravens. But let's go back a week. Who had more to prove last week, Baltimore or the Niners? Baltimore, right? Fast forward a week. Who's got more to prove this week? Miami. They just beat a team over five hundred. Now they go on the road to the team with the number one seed in the AFC. I feel like I feel like we're going to get a performance out of the Dolphins that the Ravens just did in San Francisco. I, I do think the Dolphins win here. So, CJ Stroud's back. We, we mentioned that a few times already. Tennessee at Houston. I just don't have. I don't know. I, I just don't like Tennessee, man. I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't like anything they do. They look lousy. They're not fun to watch. Derrick Henry sucks. I don't know. But is CJ Stroud healthy? I don't know. Even if he wasn't healthy, they'd probably still take the Texans because they just beat the Titans a couple weeks ago without CJ Stroud playing. I'm going to take CJ Stroud here. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, Texans here as well. The offense is just really explosive, and the Titans, like the Titans defense, just can't stop a nosebleed. Probably the worst secondary in football. Like the worst. Like I, I don't, like I'm very confident saying that. Like I don't think we've seen the Titans like defense. Stop anybody's passing game at all this season. Uh, nope. You know, so I'm taking uh, like as explosive as the Texas offense has been. Nico Collins, you know, Noah Brown, like as as explosive as they've been, I've, I expect that to continue this week. And I think the Texans actually win this game pretty pretty easily. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I I agree with you. So a game where both teams need to win to make the playoffs as the seventh seed in their conference. The Steelers at the Seahawks. Man, it's tough because the Seahawks just have a good game, they have a bad game. They have a good game, have a bad game. Mason Rudolph played good, but who the hell is Mason Rudolph? I mean, let's be honest here. So this is a game that's tough, man, and, and I really don't I, I don't I don't have a for sure team that I think is like I'm not, I don't look at this game and say, well, this team's automatically going to win. You know what I mean? I, 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 I truthfully don't. But there's one thing, and you sold me on it last week, and I should have changed my pick, and I didn't. Mike Tomlin don't have losing records. Next week's a whole lot harder against the Baltimore Ravens. Give me Pittsburgh to beat Seattle. Mike Tomlin gets his ninth win, and he does not go under 500. So I agree with you that Tomlin will not go under 500 – or, yeah, won't go under 500 this season. But he's taking an L this week. He He's going to win next week. He's going to win next week. And the reason being for next week. So go, go ahead and mark this down. Adams taking the Steelers to beat the Ravens next week. The reason being the Ravens at this point will have the one seed locked up going into the next week. No no reason to play Lamar. No reason for any of that. Go ahead and get healthy and get ready for the playoffs. That's why he'll go uh, – that's why Tomlin will still go over 500. But with this week, they're going all the way to Seattle. Seattle has a 12th man with, the, like, one of the best crowds in football. The Steelers' offense sucks. Right, they're a lot better. They got since they got Matt, uh, got rid of Matt Canada, but the Seahawks have have to figure this out, right? They've been disappointing. The offense hasn't been good. I feel like we're looking at them nowhere near as like how we look at the Chiefs, but we still look at them like, dude, they're going to figure it out. They they have too many weapons: Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you know, uh, Jackson and Jigba. Yeah, you know, like they have so many weapons. Like we we're just waiting on them to figure it out and. I just I just keep saying this is the week with them going with the Steelers going to Seattle. I'm gonna say it again. This is the week Seattle figures it out. Yeah, I mean it definitely could happen. Like I said, both teams need to win. I just trust Mike Tomlin uh, in big time games. So I don't know. I think it could go either way. So a game that I really do not care about. I don't care about them so much. I don't even I don't even think a winner a team should win this game. It's the Chargers and the and the Broncos. I mean I just hope Sean Payton loses. So I'm gonna go with the Chargers. But the Chargers suck and I hope they lose too. So. So, real quick, I'm going to go Chargers just because I need Easton to stick the ball out for fantasy. So, let's go Chargers, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, the last 4 o'clock game, and then we have a Sunday night game. There's no Monday night football games this week because the college football semifinal playoff, whatever you want to call it, is on Monday. So, all the games are on Sunday besides the Saturday game. So, the last 4 o'clock – or, yeah, the 4 o'clock game for, you know, this Sunday. It's the Bengals at the Chiefs. I'm curious who you got in this game. Yeah, so, Jake Browning has been really good. He's been really good, but but the problem is the Chiefs' defense is insane, right? The Bengals' defense isn't too good, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs this game because I don't see Browning having that magic he's had for the last, like, month. I don't see him having that magic against the Chiefs' defense. And, again, we've said it over and over and over, and we've been wrong over and over and over. Mahomes and, Mahomes and Kelsey have to figure it out, so I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, man. So I mean, you probably don't expect me to do this, but I'm gonna take the Bengals. I think I think Cincinnati wins unless Kelsey goes for 150 yards. So I'm, I'm gonna get here next week, and you're gonna tell me, see, I told you they figured it out. But you also <laughs> just said we've been wrong over and over and over again. I think Kansas City's gonna figure it out week one of the playoffs when they beat whoever they play, and then magically the narrative is well, they should have been the favorite the whole time. Well, no, because everybody was hating on them. And I, I, that's me this week. I do think I do think they have another bad game offensively. I think Cincinnati wins. 20 to 17. I, I, they don't score a lot of points because uh, the Chiefs defense is so good, man. But I don't know. I mean, 
I would I would like to see Kansas City just line up with no receivers, man, at this point. Like I wish they could have eight offensive linemen, Kelsey, Mahomes, and a running back because it's just that's how bad it's been. So the Sunday night game definitely matters for the NFC uh playoff picture. It's the Packers at the Vikings. I don't know, man. This is a divisional game, kinda kinda up in the air with how the two teams have played. I'm curious who you take here or or who you trust to win this game. So the thing is, I don't trust a soul to win this yeah, game. I agree. The yeah. thing is the Vikings are rolling out Jaron Hall, rookie from BYU. I don't, I don't understand. Like Nick Mullins is a good no, but he's put up crazy good stats the last two weeks. Why are you going into games where you have to win? Like if they lose this week, they're realistically done, right? Like they're out of the playoffs if they lose this week. So why are you going in with a rookie quarterback when you've had Nick Mullins who's somewhat shown out for you the last two weeks? So I've taken the Packers, but. I'm not confident at all. And can I say real quick how big of a shame it is that the NFL introduced the flexing this year and the Ravens and the Dolphins game isn't the last game of the week. I know. Yeah. It's it's literally, it's literally bull crap. And, and let me, this is, so this, I got, an, I got an idea for the NFL going forward and, and one day they'll hear me. They might not hear me today, but one day they're going to hear the cheap seats podcast and, I, and it might not be today, but it will be one day when you make this schedule. And I, and I know you kind of have to just, guess of who's going to be good but make sure there's a good one o'clock game a good four o'clock game a good eight o'clock game and a good monday game i mean i promise you if i made the schedule going next season i can make it to where every every one o'clock four o'clock eight and monday night there's there's a good game to watch on all of them you know what i mean and not just like four really good games at one and the rest of them are shitty like no man that i want to sit down on sunday take that chip and you know that chip dip it in that mexican cheese Sit on the couch and watch the football game, and I know that's what America does. It's just, it's just what it is, man. So I don't know. Like, let me, let me make the schedule at this point, dude. So, like, so they introduced the flexing, right? What they should do is realistically every every week you look at the games that are two weeks out and you say, okay, what do we have in this slot? Like, what do we think will be the game this week? And that should be on the prime time of that day. I don't think you should change the days of games because that changes scheduling and practice right, yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that but if you look at it and say well this team plays at one on here but the the primetime game they lost like how many primetime games did the patriots have this season a ton and they should have had, they right? should have had how many primetime games did the jets have as soon as aaron Rodgers went down they should have started looking at this stuff and flexing yeah, that's sure. what they should have done but don't worry about what we can't control it's the packers are winning this game but it, it it's a shame that this is what we had on sunday night yeah, so I agree with you, the Packers. You know, should take the game this week. It's a game I don't really care much about, man. You know, uh, before, this is a game that we might have cared about had Aaron Rodgers still be in Green Bay or, you know, back in the day when Adrian Peterson was on the Vikings. But that you know, we're not in back in the day. We're, we're in present day, and we're getting two quarterbacks that we don't really care too much about, two teams that don't have a chance in the playoffs, man. So it, it does suck, and I agree with you. You know, flexing a game in here would have been better, definitely the Ravens and Dolphins game. But, you know, that's that's – that's not what's happened. So if you know, I enjoy watching Sunday night football. I'm really not going to enjoy this week. I'll make a parlay to make me enjoy watching the game. But it, you know what I mean? That's that's kind of what I'm going to have to do in this situation. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what we're both going to do because for the listeners who don't gamble, right, or who who don't bet, that's what we suggest doing, right? Like go through, make a few parlays. It makes you actually care about these these trash ass games. Do it for the Broncos game. Right, like do it for the shit that we don't care about because like make it fun. Just make it fun. But with that being said, 
I've, that's everything we have for you guys on this show. Stay tuned. We'll probably do an uh, episode, especially covering like the college football playoffs. Like, get ready for that. Like Dalton kind of foreshadowed about 20 minutes ago, we are going to be doing mock drafts. So stay on the lookout for that. As always, you can follow us on all social medias. Follow me, Real AJ4. Follow Dalton on everything, Dalton King K1. Go find our Facebook page. Don't forget, last show or two shows ago, we said that we might be doing a jersey giveaway. Right, me and Dalton made a bet. There's a side bet that could end up leading to a jersey giveaway. Stay on the lookout for that. Follow the social media pages for that. Follow our TikTok page at Cheap Seats Podcast, and we're out.